You're tuned in to the Hearing Matters podcast with Dr. Gregory Delfino and Blaze Delfino of Audiology Services and Fader Plugs, the show that discusses hearing technology, best practices, and a growing national epidemic, hearing loss. On this episode, we have one of our patients, Mr. Richard Taylor, joining us on this episode. We are so happy to have you on the show, Mr. Taylor. Welcome to the Hearing Matters podcast. Well, thank you, and I'm happy to be here because I have an attachment. I've been coming here, what, three, four months? Yes. I have an attachment to this place, you and Jasmine and all those that we see, and I know that's what you strive for, and you got it. Well, thank you so much. And we always say because we are a family-owned private practice that our patients truly are part of our family. And we're so happy to hear that you, no pun intended, feel that way. Now, Mr. Taylor, before we dive in and talk about your new hearing world, share with us about your background because it's very interesting. Going way back to birth, or do you want to? <laughs> your career. <laughs> okay. Well, I've just about spent a lifetime in printing it happened as an accident, really. You know, there are vocational schools in our high schools, but I never took one of those, and printing was available, yet I never took it. So all of a sudden, one day, I found myself standing in a press, the small printing press, the very beginning kind of a press, offset, and I liked it. And from there, I moved on, and I eventually ended up working for Convoy Astronautics and I was cleared for secret in the U.S. Navy, which made it easy for me to get my first real job in printing because they wanted people with clearance of uh, at least secret. Some of the guys I worked with were top secret. Of course, all that now is declassified, so I can talk about any of, <laughs> right. any of that because that's like back in the 50s. Wow. Okay. So you're talking 50 years ago. So I'm curious to know, you were in the printing business, and when you would go to some of these manufacturing plants— and you would walk through, did you wear any hearing protection? Nope. And I tried as an owner of a printing company to encourage the people who work for me to use audio protection, and they'd put them on, and I'd go out on a sales call or something, they'd come back, and they'd all be no protection Take, on <laughs> Taking them off, right? Yeah, yeah take them off. Why did you take them off? Oh, they're uncomfortable. I can't get used to them. Blah, blah, blah. So that was one of the first real introduction for me into audiology, unprofessionally, because I didn't understand it all. But I do know that those people were told that it'd be better for their hearing and their health if they wore them. Yes. And so I did encourage kind of an unknown product that I should let them know. And I got a little tough with them. I made them wear them as long as I was around. Good. But if I had to go out, I know they'd take them off. And it's essential if you do work in a noisy environment to protect your hearing. And now with OSHA, it is mandated the company needs to provide hearing protection for their employees to protect and preserve their hearing. Now, when you first came here to Audiology Services, we of course conduct, and Dr. Delfino conducts, an extensive case history. We want to make sure and review, well, did you work in a loud environment? Is your hearing loss linked to presbycusis, which is age-related hearing loss? Now, taking your history into consideration, of course, the aging process... We also haven't hit the Navy either. Correct. Okay. Those heavy, loud engines. I was on two different ships, the aircraft carrier. Mm. Uh, I went over and back once. And then a troop transport, I went over and back 13 times, 13 over and 13 back. And it was hard to be placed in a quiet place aboard a naval ship. And you just better get used to living 
with noise. If you want a good night's sleep is when you lay your head down and just say, I'm going to sleep. I'm not going to listen to that junk. It could be pretty disturbing. And it's kind of a vibration. I call it a thick noise. Mm-hmm. You know, like somebody's pounding on steel or it's not like some delicate thing where a baby dropped a little pacifier. It was real heavy and stuff. it was constant. Whenever that ship pulled out, went to sea, the carrier was four D. Lavelle steam engines. Back when it was all steam, that was a 1944 carrier. And the troop transport was a earlier version. It was a right about the first part of the war, 41, when they started immediately building ships. And they knew they'd need to get troops over there. So we can say that it is highly likely that due to your occupation, and again, thank you for your service, that you began to experience a decrease in hearing due to your occupation. But of course, there could be other factors, like if you mowed the lawn without wearing hearing protection, Mm -hmm. things of that nature. Now, Mr. Taylor, you are 90 years young, right? About three weeks ago. Three weeks ago. Happy belated. When did you start to notice that you had difficulty hearing? Probably way back. Mm. But I didn't know how to equate it. I didn't know, was it me? Was it a physical thing inside? Or was it the audiology was receiving, was distorted through my ears? But I wasn't knowledgeable enough to really understand all sides of it. So I just ignored it like a lot of people do and just lived with it. As you know, I lived 90 years with no correction to my hearing until I was brought here to you and introduced to all that you can do to help someone. Just to dovetail off what you're saying, hearing instruments are really only as good as the individual tuning them and programming Boy, them. Boy, I, oh, I can so agree with that with the help of my daughter yes, and my own thoughts on what I should be doing. They've been very successful. In fact, I think the last time I talked to you, you said I was warning them like 14 hours a day yes. that you have some way of knowing that. You know, until you told me that, I never thought about it. I put them <laughs> in the morning, take them out at night, do what I have to do for care. Pam puts them in the dryer. She's a dryer lady. So Pam is your daughter. Yeah. And Pam found our family almost four years ago. We fit Pam with musician earplugs. She's a phenomenal musician. She is a teacher. So we'll definitely put a link a little bit about Pam and her incredible career She has there. all her father's attributes. Let's <laughs> we'll just say that and so, we can move on. So Mr. Taylor, most individuals will wait seven to 10 years before they do something about their hearing loss. And really it's about 10 years. I believe that, longer. Now, what do you think delayed your hearing journey? Was it acceptance? Was it vanity? Was it maybe your friends wore hearing aids, but they weren't successful with them? What do you think delayed your journey? Being a young guy, I have to admit it was probably vanity. Look at a poor old guy with those hearing aids. You know, I think that it labels you maybe an older age than you actually have when you're a young person with problems in hearing. I think that was the number one, being vain, which I didn't really want to be, but it was. And then the noticeable difference in what I was hearing without any help at all. I think the Navy made me have my hearing checked. I can't remember what their result was. I don't think it was too serious. It wasn't serious enough that they would call it a problem, so I just blew it by and took my service. (laughs) So they sort of collected a baseline to see where your hearing sensitivity lied. Yeah, and would I be safe, and would other people around me be safe with this problem? Sure. 
I'm curious to know, to dovetail off what you're saying, Mr. Taylor, Dr. Delfino, you've been an audiologist well over 30 years. Would you say that the majority of patients that you've seen and that you've worked with stall or delay their hearing journey due to vanity? I think without a doubt, that's certainly one of the primary reasons why people avoid the initial steps to amplification. It really is how it looks and how it makes them feel and how they are viewed by other people. But what's interesting is that once they make that step, vanity becomes such a less important aspect of what's going on. The fact that they are able to benefit from amplification, they were able to see the difference between how they heard without them and with them makes all the difference in the world. So the vanity issue quickly dissipates. Oh yeah, I would gladly tell anybody, anybody listening to this, if you have a trouble hearing, no matter your age, no matter your financial conditions, no matter your what, get something done about it. It's a wonderful thing. It's like a new life when you can hear things that you haven't been hearing and didn't even know you weren't hearing. Yes. Pam and her husband and I last night were kidding about that. Paul was whispering to her when he got done. I told Pam, I says, I heard every word he said. And Pam says, "Uh uh-oh, we got to be careful. (laughs) What what we say now. now. (laughs) But all the wonders of this and the payoffs of this are tremendous. Mm -hmm. And it took me 90 years to find that out. So I beg of people listening to this podcast, if you're not hearing clearly, if you're not getting a full advantage of your life with good hearing, good sight, good health, do something about it. See these young gentlemen right here before me. See the audiologists. See the professionals that can help you. I know that for a long time, raising a young family 50 years ago, finances weren't the thickest, you know, like they usually aren't for that age. absolutely. That's another reason I put it off, but I do realize that you need to work through things like that. And I know that you and good organizations like you have some kind of plans that they can adhere to and pay small amounts for a certain amount of time and still enjoy the benefits of being able to hear. Yes. And don't use that excuse anymore of finances. No. Because it really isn't. And anybody that wants to hear can pay for them. You'll make it available to them. Absolutely. And Mr. Taylor, to really echo what you just said, number one, the cost of untreated hearing loss is greater than the price of hearing instruments. And for all of our listeners tuned in right now, you have the option to either lease hearing instruments for a nominal fee per month. Lowest technology would be $15 per month. You can finance over time. And I know within our network of private practice owners around the country have options for every lifestyle and for every budget. And that is really important. We've never wanted the financial aspect be the reason why no one moves forward with hearing technology, because there are different comorbidities linked to yeah. untreated hearing loss. Yeah. Cognitive decline, increased risk of falling. Mr. Taylor, we recently fit you with your first set of hearing aids. They are Oticon. Share with us what your experience has been like with regard to your new hearing world. First of all, being an ins- electronic instrument, I didn't want to mess them up. <laughs> like drop them, step on them, you know, something like that. Yeah. That was my first concern. I was kind of in a wonderment, kind of like, how can this be? This little thing on top here, 
I found out from you and instructions is the microphone. Mm -hmm. And the part that goes in my ear is the receiver. Mm -hmm. And then there's a little piece of wire that has to kind of fold up and go inside my ear that I guess is also like an outside receiver. So it actually ensures that the receiver stays in your ear canal and it's snug so it doesn't fall out. Yep. There's no electronic action from it. Slowly, I got to learn them, and Pam was a lot of help to me because she has an analytical mind. As you know, she's a great musician, and they all have good analytical minds. Absolutely. So if I have a real deep problem, I just go to her, and she says, oh, that's nothing, you know. <laughs> so unfortunately, maybe unfortunately for her, but fortunately for me, I just dumped that on her now. <laughs> and she does that kind of stuff, and she does it so fast. And in fact, every Monday is our day to dry them. And I said to her, can we use another day? This is a, kind of a, like a business day. <laughs> and, and I'm not hearing like I should. What can we do? Well, the problem is that Monday's my only really free day for stuff like this. Okay. So I'd go without them on Monday. And that's another good thing. Let people know that try that. If they want to really see the value of what they're getting out of those hearing aids, try going without them for like four hours or going out without them for the mm-hmm. work day. And all of a sudden, like, wow. Big difference. And, you know, it's just as if I can't hear anything. Yes. Of course, and then I acclimate to it, but they have to turn their talk up to yell. Another funny thing, after I got this all going on and going on so greatly, I had to tell them to turn the TV down or turn anything that they were using down, please. Mm-hmm. And if they see me in there messing with those little toggles, I know that I was serious, and I can understand why. I mean, they were used to yelling almost to me. So what's interesting is that you cannot see the picture when you are in the frame, and family members behaviorally start to speak louder because they need to speak louder. To help you. Exactly, for you to understand what they're saying. Now, Mr. Taylor, living in this new hearing world, what did you notice was enhanced? And Again, I'm sure family members <laughs> notice that communication is easier My favorite when you're story. all together. My favorite story, and Pam was with me. We walked out of this place. He would put the hearing aids in for me. I went up front here and turned, made the left turn into the parking lot, and all of a sudden there's this chirp, 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 chirp. And I look up, and here's this cardinal in this tree that's farthest down in the parking lot chirping away, and I thought he was chirping away at me because, (laughs) see, you can hear me, and I sound pretty, but you didn't know that before. Mm. I can almost get emotional about that because when I walked up this door and heard, really heard well for the first time, you plant this bird up here. Oh, yeah, we keep him. We <laughs> yeah. have him on speed yeah. dial. Yeah. So he says congratulations yeah. to all of our patients yeah. who, who move forward but, with technology. But, man, <laughs> I mean, that was so cool. Wow. And from that point on, that day, anytime we were outside, they're chirping back at me. And isn't it something that we go 90 years without having that feeling and almost could call it a security, and all of a sudden it's there, laid right before us, all because of audiology and all because of the levels it has gone to. I kind of talked to friends and quickly looked into it years ago. But I thought, you know, this just doesn't make it. It's right. so garbled, and these people are complaining they can't understand as well as they did without them. So what a day that was, 90 years later, and I'm hearing that cardinal chirp. It's a day you'll never forget. That's a day they say that the Lord has made. 
Amen. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Taylor, what advice would you give friends, family, and listeners tuned in right now who suspect they have a hearing loss but aren't really quite ready to move forward with hearing technology? Give themselves a chance at life. Give them a chance to get life in a whole, the whole 100%, not 50% or 70%, but a whole 100% when they start hearing. Think about it. I mean, hearing, hearing, sight, smell, one's as important as the other. And for some reason, hearing, from what I'm hearing from you and from what I just have seen through life, doesn't get a good rap. They kind of get pushed up down out of the way because it's not an immediate loss. Correct. It's a gradual uh, loss. Yeah. It's a gradual loss. And they keep saying, well, next year I got to get a check, you know, and next year I got to get yeah. And all of a sudden they're deaf or near deaf. So please, for your family, for you, get your hearing checked and find out that you can have hearing aids and make good use of life with good hearing through someone like Blaze and his dad who are real experts at this, and I can prove it because I've been warning their hearing aids now for three, four months, and what a difference. And don't ignore it another day. You're tuned in to the Hearing Matters podcast with Dr. Gregory Delfino and Blaze Delfino of Audiology Services and Fader Plugs. Today, we had one of our patients, Mr. Richard Taylor, join us talking about the benefits of hearing technology. Until next time, hear life story. Thanks again for tuning in to the Hearing Matters podcast today. I'm your host, Blaze Delfino, and on behalf of our entire team, thank you so much for the support. Truly, it means so much to us. Head on over to the Apple Podcast app and share your thoughts. What did you like most about this episode? And what do you like most about our podcast? Five-star reviews are always appreciated. And also head on over to Instagram, hit that follow button, and let's connect. And as a team, we can continue to help our community hear life story.